Hi, I'm Ruby. And I'm Rachel. And this is our podcast, Quarter Life Crisis. This week, we're doing the episode you've all been waiting for. That's right. We're talking about sex, baby. Ooh. Welcome back, everyone. Um, as always, we'll start with our crisis and win of the week, and Ruby will be kicking us off. Yes, hello. So my crisis of the week is I have started applying for jobs again, which is not a crisis per se, but I just hate applying for jobs. Yeah. Um, and like obviously applying for a job because like I want to get out of the house more and have like more social interaction, but also like having some extra, extra money would be nice. Um, but... Yeah, so applying for jobs again and just, yeah, job applications are just, just not it. So that's not that much of a crisis, but just like, yeah, applying for jobs is never fun. But anyway, hopefully I get a job. Um, my win of the week, I was hoping, would be the Matildas. And even though they didn't win the semifinal, I, they're still my win. Like, I yeah. have just become obsessed and I've been someone to support my life. Um, I just, and yeah, we're recording this on Saturday and tonight is the, like their game in Sweden for competing for third. So fingers crossed that that goes well. I've just never been so into sport. I've never felt like so like excited for women's sport and like just women in general, like the empowerment this is giving young girls and like even me, I'm like fucking 25 and I'm like, I feel empowered by you. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I want to start playing more soccer. Um, so anyway, I just feel like it's really amazing and I'm feeling like very, I genuinely like got really emotional about it the other day. I was like, oh my God, I just, I just love them so much. Anyway, so that's my win. I also had a lovely weekend to Sydney last weekend um, to see the England versus Columbia game, the quarterfinal. And we watched like the Matildas game on the screens outside the stadium before that and that was super fun so we saw Nelson's mum and family and stuff so that was really nice and also my other win sorry a lot of wins um is that I finally launched my website for my business so I've been working that for like three months now so it's been a long time in the making um but yeah rubymarshallmedia.com.au go check it out <laughs> a little plug <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Rach? What are your crisis and win of the week? Yeah, so my crisis is that... So last time we recorded, I was just, like, just about to get sick. And then I got sick, and that sucked. So I guess that was kind of... My crisis was just being, like, really unwell. Yeah. And when I get sick, I get so sick. It sucks. Yeah. And then... So my crisis kind of, like... I wanted to give, like, a positive spin to it. So basically, my other thing was that, like, my house was just so filthy. And I was just like, fuck it. And I got in a cleaner. Yeah. Um, And it was actually so good. Like, if you were someone who, like, doesn't want to clean, like, it was just so good to, like, A, have a clean house and B, have, like, time back and energy back. Yeah. Like, just because there was so much to do. It just kind of, like, you know how cleaning tasks just, like, pile up and up and up and up and up. Um, And, like, having Mingus, he just, like, kicks his litter everywhere. Like, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, But, yeah, it was just, like, this is a huge weight off my shoulders. That was kind of, I don't know if it was a win, but it was, like, a crisis that was solved. That's in, good. In, like, a thing, like, I wouldn't think that, like, I, like, quote, unquote, deserve to get a cleaner because I, like, don't have kids or, like, you know, I have the, like, time and resources, but I was, like, I would like to use my time elsewhere. Yeah. And, I and did. you were sick as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of good to get on top of that. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, I just thought I'd share that story. Um, and then a win was, I don't know, nothing really happened necessarily. Um, me and Tom had three years as anniversary. Cute. Um, like a week or two weeks ago. Whatever it was. Thank you. What did you do? <laughs> uh, we just went out for dinner, um, which was nice. But, Cute. yeah, no, we're going to go to... Heelsville soon, so it should be fun. Oh, that'd be so nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I had a nice weekend last weekend too um, when my family came to town and went out to dinner. Shout out to Ho Chi Mama. Excellent <laughs> Your new favourite restaurant? Literally, my family loved it. They were like, 
obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, um, yeah, so some fun little, you know, dinners with loved ones. Always nice. nice to be grateful for. Yeah. Love that. All right, so let's get into the topic of the week, our most anticipated topic ever, highly requested <laughs> by people who listen to this podcast, uh, sex. <laughs> yeah. We were like dubious about doing this episode. Um, have a lot of like some of my relatives listen to this episode, so like not super keen about them listening to this. So if you related to me, stop listening now. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about sex because it's like a very relevant topic for people in their 20s and it can definitely be like a quarter life crisis in some regards. So we have like a bunch of different aspects of sex that we're going to talk about. Yeah, I'm not even sure how this came about, who, like, initiated the joke that we were going to do an episode about sex. I think it was about... Sex we, tips. Sex tips. When we started having guests on, the joke was that they were going to give their sex tips. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're not doing sex tips for you all, uh, but, but, yeah, it's become a whole whole thing. So, here you are. We're giving the people what they want. Yeah. Well, I think, like, podcasts about sex was almost, like, how I got into podcasts in a way. Yeah. I thought you were about to say how you got into sex. Podcasts. <laughs> oh my god! But to be fair, like the place I've learnt, probably learnt the most about sex is podcasts. Yes. Like, anyway, we'll get more into that, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah, I feel like it's good. Like, anyway, we're not going to give you like explicit something explicit in here, all right? We're just going to be like talking about some things. Anyway, we'll get into it, so you know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the first thing we want to talk about was, I guess, female sexuality. Do you think that female sexuality has gone from taboo to almost? over the top so like in terms of like now there's like promotional vibrators everywhere and there's like a lot of like it's, it's a lot more fine to be like open about sex and there's a lot more things about like you know there's like sex clubs and <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i get what you mean it's like obviously these things have been around forever but i feel like it's become a lot more like not yeah not taboo to talk about and a lot more like open and like yeah well i mean sort of back in the day you had what like sex in the city where they had like they talked about vibrators and but yeah. Sex in the City was like very edgy, and then now yeah you'll see ads for like Vush or something just like I don't know if they've got billboards necessarily mm. but like it's a very different type of it, it's yeah that sort of idea of sexuality being under the health and wellness umbrella yeah like you know I I think it's sort of like it's great and it's also not great like it's great to sort of have open conversations and people to like you know, feel more confident exploring their sexuality um, and, like, I don't know, maybe if something is wrong, like, maybe they've got vaginismus or something, like, Mm. having those things be more openly discussed. But also I feel like there's so much pressure on, uh, like, sort of young people now to be at the peak of their sexual wellness. Like, I don't know, it Mm. feels like a lot of pressure to be, like, fit and healthy and also mentally healthy and also sexually healthy, like... Yeah, I find that sort yeah. of, like, is that productive necessarily? But also I feel like in that regards as well, like, because there's so much, like, openness and, like, it's just, like, in your face a lot more now, I feel like for some people that would make them feel quite uncomfortable, like, people that aren't very, like, comfortable talking about sex or, like, if you're not having sex and you feel, like, pressure, you're like, oh, God, like, should I be having sex? Like, yeah, that kind of thing. And, that, like, that aspect of it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always, like, loved sex in the way of, like, I remember when I was a teenager, like, that was kind of when I first got into, like, romance books and stuff like that. And, like, I loved reading, like, 
intimacy scenes, like yeah. sex scenes were like my favourite scenes yep. in the books. <laughs> Still are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and sort of like, but it almost felt a little bit like underground, sort of trying to like learn things. Like I feel like I knew a lot about like, sort of having sex and like sex being normal because I like read a lot of books but I also read like a lot of fan fiction which has like that's sort of a bit like niche and online like yeah. that sort of like world of like being like into like kink or like you know sex stuff was very like in like the weird corners of the internet mm. not that fan fiction's weird but there was like <laughs> you know I definitely read some weird stuff yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and now it's more mainstream but some of it feels like yeah so much pressure to be like you know so like sexually empowered and like what if you're just not like what if you're not at that stage I guess is yeah. the question yeah yeah I feel like it is it can be like a lot of pressure for people that yeah either like uh, yeah don't want to have sex or they're not having sex or yeah no you're definitely right so it very much has changed, but I also do think it is good that it is now a lot less taboo to talk about these things and it's yeah. a lot more, like, open and accessible to, like, access, like, yeah, like, sex toys and, like, that's the thing that people, like, you know, they can access and use and talk about and it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I think something good about that as well is that for women it's quite hard to orgasm with just, like, you know, penetration or something. Mm. So having sort of big market for sex toys I think is great. For- yeah. You know, definitely not having all this pressure to have sex one type of, you know, traditional yeah. way, which is like really not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's interesting that there's like two sides to the to the coin there in terms of about like yeah, female sexuality becoming less taboo. So yeah, yeah. I guess another aspect of sex we can talk about is I think people would like worry. Do they have enough sex? Yeah, I think this is something we all kind of try to compare necessarily when you're single being like, oh, everyone's having more sex than me. Mm. Like, you know, because when you're single, you're at that point, you're only having a sex, a sex, having sex sex with a stranger or like someone you're dating. You don't really have that sort of, I think, yeah. Hey, unless you're friends with benefits. (laughs) That's true. I've never done that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's, like, I don't know, I feel like every so often there's, like, some article that will be, like, the average couple is having sex two times a week, and then you're, like, oh, okay, that's, like, you know, and then they'll, like, interview people who were, like, we have sex every day, and some people are, like, we have sex never. Yeah. I feel like the never end is, I don't know, I, I, I do reckon, like, that is a sign of a relationship not really being great. Like, maybe that, like, obviously every situation is different, but from my experience going down like not having sex is not a good sign I yeah reckon. obviously going back to the episode we did about asexuality in that circumstance oh yeah obviously yeah, yeah. like yeah but this yeah like we're talking about people who are interested in sex i guess in this scenario but yeah i think you're right like i think if sex stops in a relationship yeah i don't i don't think that's Great. Well, like, you just don't know. Like, I just don't think you're really in a relationship, are you? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a controversial thing to say. Like, oh, I mean, like, I've been in that situation where it was like no sex. Yeah. And then the relationship ended. Like, it was a pretty one of those sort of like red flags almost. Yeah. And okay. I, I do kind of believe that. Like, I can't imagine unless yeah. there was like a medical situation going on. Like, I think it's pretty important. I think it's a very important part of a relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not the be all and end all, obviously. No. Um, but. I think, yeah, I think it's, like, really important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. But, yeah, do you have enough? I guess there's no real answer. 
No, exactly. And I think it's also like the thing of like, yeah, you can like Google these articles where it's like, this is the average and there's different people talking about how much, how many times a week they have sex and stuff. But I also think it's something like if you don't think you're having enough sex, like talk about it with your partner or the person that you're yeah. having sex with. I think communication is like yeah. so vital. Um, and yeah, it's just something like talk out and figure out as a couple, I guess. Yeah. I mean, obviously those things ebb and flow, like, you know, being sort of first starting to date someone versus being together for 10 years is going to yeah. be a different number, but it's also like, you know, the intimacy itself is different. So yeah. it's sort of how long's a piece of string, I think. Yeah. I think it's one of those things to not really worry about. And there's no point comparing to other people no. or what you perceive other people to do. It's just, you know, run your own race. Yeah. It's like about what you want and yeah. like what... You and your partner wants. Yeah, yeah. And if you're happy, then who gives a fuck what other people are doing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Our next kind of topic we had on our little list of topics is about changes in libido. Is this something you have experienced or want to talk about? Well, I feel like for a lot of women, the pill really impacts their libido. Mm. Um, for me, I like haven't experienced explicitly found that that's been the case for me but I think that's like the thing with the pill for me I haven't like I never noticed anything specific change or like it didn't affect anything specifically in me but I'm really bad at like judging how like my body is feeling like you know like according to like if things have changed like medication wise or whatever so yeah I'm not really sure but I just think with women like you just do like with your cycle throughout the month it month it like totally changes your libido from like day to day week to week Mm. yeah yeah yeah, I've, I've got no idea about this cycle stuff. I feel like I'd always hear it mentioned in terms of, like, hunger and energy levels and libido about, like, what point you are in your, like, period. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I, like, I cannot I, tell the differences in my own body. I still do feel that cycle in myself. Like, right now, all day, every day, all I can think about is food, and I'm eating so much food right now. And then there'll mm. be other weeks where I'm just like, I mean, I never don't not eat. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, my God, I forgot to eat lunch. That literally never happens to just, me. Just, like, less hungry. I'm just, like, less hungry. Yeah. Like, whereas, like, at the moment, I'm, like, I'm just eating way too much food every day because all I can think about is food. That's, like, the thing. Like, that's, like, the cycle of the hunger thing. And I think Mm. it's, like, the same in terms of – it can be the same in terms of libido, but I can, like – it's less – like, it's not, like, a pattern. Like, see, like, with the hunger thing, there's no pattern. It's not, like, every four Mm. weeks I all of a sudden am starving for a week. Like, that's not a thing. Mm. I just think, like, it just ebbs and flows. Like, it just – it's just – I have no idea – what changes it but there's sometimes where I'm like nah not feeling it and then other times where I'm like yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah no for me it was just going on antidepressants definitely like cut my libido down significantly yeah but for <laughs> I don't know what I'll probably <laughs> cut this out I <laughs> no <laughs> well, I reckon I had like above average to begin with yeah so cutting it down was like fine. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, like I was just like the horniest person for like the longest time, <laughs> and then I took antidepressants, and I was like not sad. But I feel like being like having a high sex drive made me behave quite chaotically. <laughs> just like I don't know, just like going out and like kissing random people, because like being drunk like highlights like highlights. What do you call it? Heightens your like desire, right? Yeah, we've all been there though. It's fine. Like yeah, drunk yeah. And just like, I'm just going to kiss around people on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder if, like, I feel like I wouldn't behave like that now. I don't yeah. know. No, I just think... I also just don't know how I would. I do think when you're, like, a teenager, yeah. it's, you're much more, like, 
Literally, yeah. Horny. <laughs> like, yeah. I think, yeah, it's just a thing, like, your hormones are changing, like, you're going through puberty, like, all of that, like, mm. yeah, I think definitely, like, that's, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny how, like, as a teenager, you don't really have, like, at least I didn't have access to having sex with other people, right? Like, I was a dorky little teen. <laughs> and then now I'm, like, you know, in my 20s, I'm quite confident in myself. Um, and I'm just, like, if I was single, I can't imagine I would be going out and, yeah, you know, sleeping with anything that yeah. moves. <laughs> I like to think I wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's definitely, like, calmed down. But then I have, like, the resources and the confidence. So it's, it's funny. Yeah, I know. It's funny. Isn't it? yeah, yeah. I'm sure, like, past me would have, you know. Love to have been in the <laughs> situation I'm in, but I don't, I don't know. Something to reflect on. But, um, yeah, antidepressants is just, like, sucks. But I guess it's, like, better, yeah, to... I think there's a lot of medications that sounds like it can affect libido. It's always freaking things that, like, why medications always have bad impacts on women? Yeah. And why is it oh, antidepressants with, like, is definitely both men and women get affected. Libido-wise? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. okay, right, right, right. Well, it's, um like, SSRIs in particular... Um, because it, like, uh, inhibits the uptake of serotonin or something. Yeah. I don't know, someone more sciencey would be able to explain. But, yeah, yeah no, that's men and women. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, the pill. Yeah, what yeah, the fuck? <laughs> I know, right? But um, I just think, like, your libido can be affected by so many different things, whether it be, like, medication or, like, this, like place in your life, your, like, circumstances, whatever, whatever. Mm. Um, so I think it's something that, like, yeah, once again, it's something that, like, is in, internal and... Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what you can do about it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think for me, it's just been kind of like embracing a sort of like dulled down version. Not that it's dull, like, I mean, internally, like for me, just having like duller kind of reactions to things. Yeah. But it hasn't been to, I mean, there was like, I remember being so worried going on medication that I would have no interest in sex because I would look up, um, like, you know, Dr. Google of people talking about being on medication and actually no I did have a weird experience with actually this isn't even about sex anymore it's just me talking about my medication I took this like pill one time and it was like as soon as I instantly took it I literally lost all feeling in my body and and and, and I mean like I mean like sexual feeling like obviously like some parts of your body are stimulated they literally could not be. And Wait, I, a, an antidepressant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you just took a pill. I was like, oh, like oh, just a random drug all. on a night out? Like, <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's – oh, like, so it was a new one you've been prescribed? Yeah, yeah. This was, like, the first pill I'd tried, and it was so horrific. Like, the for me, the thought of living without sexual feeling was I could not do it. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm – because as I've said, like, sex is really important to me. Yeah. I, like – yeah, so I was just like, nah, I can't do it. Yeah. And it was so weird. It was just like an instant reaction to this pill. Yeah. And then another doctor told me that I should not have been prescribed that. So I was like pretty upset about that Yikes. whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I think that's like something in your 20s is like, you know, medication, like weird shit. Yeah. You know, like yep. if you're dealing with mental health or whatever. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I feel like also something that can like affect me is like how I feel about myself at the time like as my body image oh yeah like if I'm not feeling good about my body image I'm just like yeah. I don't really want to you know mm. like if I'm just like it's just I'm just not feeling myself like yeah yeah I definitely think like the other like particularly men are just like happy to have you there like I don't <laughs> think they are you know like they, they're they not gonna care if it's like a role there or something yeah at least that's you know 
don't yeah, think. No, but that's when you're at that point of like having sex, it's like no one gives a shit if there's like No, but like I'm not worried about like what the other person thinks about me. Like it's like, like about my like self self and like yeah. oh, I just don't like the way that I look right now, you know, whatever. But yeah. anyway. I think that's just also something that can like just not be a vibe. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Yeah, you don't wanna you take your clothes off if you're not feeling confident, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. One night stands, Rachel. Yeah, so we thought we'd talk about one night stands briefly as well. Yeah, the intersection of like casual sex and intimacy. Yeah. Quite hard because when you, you know, are intimate with someone, your brain's releasing all the chemicals. Mm. And I mean, particularly for women, like they, I think men and women actually do release different chemicals, whereas women release um, oxytocin. Oxytocin, yeah. And men don't, maybe? Oh, really? Yeah. I heard this on After Work Drinks, which is not scientific, but they had, like, a scientific (laughs) source, I'm sure, um, that, yeah, it's, like, like biologically – this is my sort of anti-one-night stand argument. Not an argument, but why we should be careful, is that, like, your – regardless of what socially you want to do, your body biologically is looking for a provider, right? So if you're, like, having – being intimate with someone – you know, caveman times that was to create a child and to, you know, have a provider for that child. So your body is, like, wants you to be, like, you know, attached to this person, whereas for the male in caveman times is to just have as many children as they can. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely had that dynamic where it's, like, after sort of intimacy you're, like, so attached and then the guy's just like, eh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that's what I mean by like having a one night stand and not being heartbroken. Cause you're not like actually like in love with this person, but your body is like, has released all these chemicals. And it's like, how do you navigate that? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know how. Yeah. Definitely that like attachment thing is. Yeah. Weird. 100%. Yeah. It is so weird how it's so different for. Yeah, women and men. I don't know. Like, I have to have, like, a... Not an emotional connection with someone first, but, like, I have to, like, know someone first, you know? Mm. Like, I have to, like, yeah, know them and, like, feel comfortable with them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not to say, like, never do it. There can be... No, no. Obviously, if you're in the moment, like, fuck it, you're young. Yeah. But just... But I think it's, like, each to their own. Like, I just think, like, some people, like, it would just, like, not their vibe. And for other people, it is. And, like, yeah, cool. Either way. Yeah, for me, I'm such a romantic that it's hard to go into those casual situations. Like, I yeah. don't think I could do, like, a friends with benefits thing just because I am, yeah, too yeah. romantically inclined. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, I think, yeah, it's just, like, hard to touch feelings from yeah, absolutely. physical. <laughs> yeah, intimacy in general. Yeah. Like, you're not intimate with your friends, so it's... Yeah, well, that's how I ended up in the relationship I'm in now. <laughs> yeah, well, so, that was a fun time for lol. us all. Yeah, well... <laughs> All right, I guess next kind of aspect of sex, how to be more confident in the bedroom. Hmm. This is kind of sex tips, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is. I don't know. I have always felt relatively – I mean, I've talked about being, like, not confident with my body, but for some reason I've always been, like, kind of okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's just, like – I think for me, confidence came from knowing what I liked. Yeah. And I think being, it's super important. Well, first of all, like knowing what you like and mm. then being able to communicate to that to the partner that you're having sex with is really important. But also it requires confidence and also a level of security with the person you're having sex with, I guess, um, to be able to communicate that. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely something in like like sort of maybe on your own figuring out what you like if you can catch my drift. Yeah. And then sort of I mean maybe we're not at that point given we're like a bit older, but I feel like when you're younger that's sort of like figuring out on your yeah, own yeah, and then yeah. bringing that to a two person dynamic. But I think it's also the thing like it can be so hard to to figure out what you want. Mm. And I also think when like unrealistic things have been shown to us like in porn for example, yeah. that it's such like it's all just about like the male gaze and, like, what gets men off. So, like, mm. as young women watching that, you're like, oh, what do I like? Because, like, porn doesn't really show. Even in, like, TV shows when they just, like, go from, like, <laughs> having a conversation to, like... Oh, my God, when they kiss, know. like, once and then, they like, all of a sudden the penis is in the vagina. Yeah. And you're like, sorry, sorry, there's no way that you were, like... Ready, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Warm up, bro. Like, can I just stick it in? <laughs> yeah, literally, stuff like that sort of shows like what you know you might think sex should be, but that's like biologically not how it works. <laughs> no, yeah, I think like media can make it be like so unrealistic, but I think shows like sex education and stuff now can be like really like helpful in that regards, like showing that that it's like not always like that. <laughs> yeah, even sex education, I thought they were so young. I think I have this, maybe just because I went to an all-girls school, I find that sort of like sexual stuff in high school, I find that weird. Yeah. I don't know, maybe like mixed schools were like that, but definitely and my friend group not <laughs> that was not what was going on like yeah see that's the thing when you're young right it's like it also just takes like practice I guess like it takes yeah, like yeah. being in an experience where you're having sex and then you like learn from that and be like oh I didn't like that or I really like that or mm. oh I want to try this or like you know like it, it it's it's all it's like with everything like practice yeah. I don't want to say makes perfect because I don't think there's ever like get to a point where you're like, I am perfect at sex. Because <laughs> it's different every time, isn't it? So, mm. um, yeah, I just think, yeah, confidence is about, like, yeah, knowing what you like and also, like, doing things that can help you feel more confident. Like, in, like you know, wearing some, wearing some nice clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. Like, that is a really good point, too. Like, yeah, lingerie can help you feel more confident. Yeah. And things like that, yeah. And I think there's also a skill in saying when you don't like something. Like, not that being in, like, a not consensual situation, but you might just, like, be doing something that hurts your legs. And just, yeah. like, you don't have to impress the other person. Yeah. You know, they they would rather, if they care about you, they would want you to be comfortable. Yeah. And you just be like, I'm getting a cramp. Yeah. Oh Let's my God. try something else. <laughs> I remember one time I got a really bad cramp in my leg. Oh, and my I God. thought, I was like, take me to the hospital. Oh, my God. How bad was it cramping? I've never had cramps. Like, some people get cramps in their legs. Yeah. I've never had it before. And I was like. Which part of your leg? Like, my calf. <gasps> yeah, I've had that. I've ne- Like, yeah, it's like a common thing. But I was like, I did like seized up. And I was like, because I'm a hypochondriac at the best of times. I was like, take me to the hospital. <laughs> oh, my God. No, cramps during sex are the worst. <laughs> Yeah. Oh in, like, your God. feet or something? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I guess also, like, on the confident... Uh, on, I guess also on the topic of being, like, confident in the bedroom, um, yeah, how do you talk about sex and what you like and figure out what you want to try? So, Rachel, yeah. what are your tips about, like, talking about sex and, like, talking about what you like with a partner? Well, apparently you're not meant to 
talk about it in the bedroom. That's yeah. what all the experts I feel say. Like, yeah, I've heard everyone say that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never done this. I can't imagine, like, over dinner. I just always imagine when people say, like, don't talk about sex during, like, in the bedroom. I imagine that people at the restaurant, like, talking about it. Like, yeah, really I've done it. Really? Yeah. I haven't. I can't. <laughs> no, I feel like it. Like, I feel like it, it. Yeah. No, I obviously, like, not. Not always, but, like, as in, like, in, in some circumstances. I feel like when I'm at dinner, it probably is just going to be like, oh, I really liked that. Um, but, mm. like, in terms of if it's something I'm talking about where I'm like, oh, like, we should try this or, like, mm. whatever. I think it is a good advice, like, outside of the bedroom. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I think we- it is good. But it also, like, can be really, like, if you just, like, bring it up out of the blue. I mean, like, so. <laughs> it's so hard bringing up, like, serious topics with your partner, whether it's, like, sex or, like... I don't know, sort of a next step in a relationship or something. It's like, how do you even have a serious conversation with yeah. people? <laughs> I just, I just hate serious conversations in general. Well, because like obviously, if something's like on your mind, if you're like, like from your like the last time you had sex or whatever, and then it's been in your mind, you're like, oh, I'd like, I'd like to try this or like, oh, mm-hmm. like I think this needs to change or whatever. Then like if it's on your mind and like you're wanting to get it off your chest, then it's like a bit like easier. But like I feel like sometimes like. If you're maybe like, oh, we should just like try new things. It like doesn't come up until you're in the bedroom maybe, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. But I think like making space to talk about it if you're in a relationship is, is good. Yeah. Don't be awkward like me. <laughs> do what we say, not what we do. <laughs> um, but I also think like, yeah, making sure that you are like talking about like, well, that you are talking about it, but also been like, let's talk about things we want to try and like, you know, mm-hmm. mix it up. Yeah, yeah, definitely, you know. Variety is the spice of life. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like it's all just like, you know, trial and error. Obviously, like, this goes without saying. It's like, obviously, trying things consensually. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think to, like, try and do things and then making sure you're, like, you're talking about it after being like, did you like that? Do you not like that? Mm. Try it differently, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's our hot sex tips. All right, hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> all right, so we're going to move on to some resources around and like slash recommendations uh about sex and like things you can read watch listen to etc if you want to like learn more or hear more about sex because i feel like for me like i have learned a lot of a lot like we were saying earlier a lot of stuff about sex from podcasts yeah um but also from like tv shows i was gonna say books but we don't have any books here um so yeah yeah. What are your, what are your sex recs, Rach? Oh, sex recs. What a good name. Oh, that's good. That's snappy. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the first thing I saw that was thinking about was, like, porn. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm like I'm pretty pro-porn. It's fine. Um, but, like, that's, like, really, like, overproduced stuff. I'm sure we all know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, oh, hey, you know. <laughs> Here's your plum. pizza delivery. Pizza. I have no money to pay for the pizza. Like, shit like that. It's, like... I don't really get who that's for. Like, who... who? It, it, it's always so weird. Like, you know, the woman's got, like, huge fake breasts and the man's got, like, some crazy, like, 6% body fat. And it's just, like, it's not real. And it's not it's not really going to teach you anything. But I don't know. Like, I remember back in the day, like, Tumblr was a pretty good resource. For like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember there was, like, blogs that were, like, for, like, girls. It was, like, a thing. Like, sort of, you know, female gaze, I guess. And, yeah. And also had, like, practical tips in there of, like, how to, like, you know, do this thing and do that thing. Ah, and who knew? Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr. The goods. 
but that was, you know, not anymore. Um, but, yeah, it was sort of that more, like, amateur content. Like, I don't know, maybe if you wanted to learn more about something, there's always, like, people filming themselves, <laughs> putting it on the internet, and they're just doing I don't know why. Maybe. Maybe they make some money off it. I don't know. Oh, like, OnlyFans. Maybe that could be something. I've never seen OnlyFans, but... Yeah. Although I think it is mainly just, like, pictures, isn't it? I don't know. Like, Anna Paul or something. It's literally just, like, a nude. No, I think it's, like, videos and stuff. Really? I think... I don't know. Obviously, like, every creator would be different. Yeah. But I think it would be, like... Some people would do videos. Some people would just do pictures. I don't know. It's like that would have, like, educational stuff on it. Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, probably. But, um... Yeah. Podcasts. (laughs) There's, like, um... I don't really listen to, like, Abby Chatfield anymore. I don't really, like follow her stuff anymore but like with abby chatfield first had her podcast she had like specific sex tips like getting a lot more down in the details than i feel we like are now. it's her most popular well-known podcast is the one about how to give a good blow job and she's like very explicit and very open and honest and like yeah she and it's like become like renowned, and people have been like oh my god your that episode changed my life <laughs> um but she did one about blowjobs, going down on someone and eating ass, like three separate episodes. Oh, And it's yeah. like a very explicit, like, on a di- how to do it. Yes. Um, <laughs> step by step, very practical. Those are like her three, I feel like the ones where it was like a practical step by step. But then also a lot of her early episodes, she just like talked about sex generally. Mm. And like, she's a very sexually confident person. Yeah, they were good because they also weren't overproduced and it was just like very... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's very candid too. Very candid, that's the word. Yeah. Um, I also listened to, like, the early episodes of Call Her Daddy a fair bit, like, back in the day. This was, like, before it was, like, an interview show. Yeah, I didn't listen to it back then. It was really good. So When Sophia was on it still? Yeah, like, yeah. 2020, 2019. Yeah, okay. And they were literally just, like, two friends living in New York. Um, they were both single. Yeah. And they were having, like, casual relationships, and they would sort of talk about that. Um, and they would also have people write in with questions and they yeah. would answer. Like, they was, they would give also, like, practical tips and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I Don't like I ask, learned... like, for that from, from us on this podcast. It's not happening. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but, yeah, so go listen to that instead. For that. Go listen to Call Her Daddy instead, the early episodes. Yeah, I, I kind of liked that because that made sense because – the podcast was called, it was like the intro was like, do you call him daddy? No, I call her daddy. No, so it was I like, thought why it's called that. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's one of those podcasts where I don't even think about the name of it, like why it's called that. I'm just like, yeah, so it makes no sense why they've kept the name and it's literally like an interview show. Yeah. She doesn't even talk about sex anymore. Yeah. Like it, it used to be about like calling him daddy like that's literally the premise of the show was right like how to do that and stuff like that and being like a daddy yourself right and being a daddy was being like confident and like asking for what you want and like yeah, dating okay. multiple guys maybe or something like that yeah. anyway um yeah i also had a podcast rec um the hookup which is it's australian i think it's done by triple j maybe um that's mm. got really good episodes and it's like just all different like aspects of Sex, relationships, dating, any anything and everything, really. Um, so I really like their stuff. It's really well done. Mm. Um, also, like, anything by Shanta Odden. She's a sexologist. Like, I feel like probably the most well-known sexologist in Australia. Yeah. Um, she is dating... Fuck, what's his name? Dylan Alcott? Yes. Are they married? Are they? I thought so. Oh, fun. Okay, well, there you go. Um, I mean, obviously, it's irrelevant who she's dating, but I just, like, love the little, like, power couple vibe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, so she's, like... 
I think she's she's got a podcast, but then also like I've just listened to her be interviewed on a lot of podcasts. Um, so yeah, I really like her like her content and the way she talks about things. Um, mm. It's really good. Um, and then also yeah, I just had like th- there's a lot of TV shows out there now that are really good. Like I said before, Sex Education. I thought it was like if mm. I had that as a teenager, I feel like I would have felt very like differently and. Would, like about sex and like would have gotten a lot more confident a lot earlier probably but mm. anyway I feel like it's good that there's all these things out there um now in terms of like TV shows like that so yeah that's my sex recs sex recs yeah we love it alright so finishing off with some recommendations to distract from your quarter life crisis these ones aren't sexy but they're good <laughs> recommendations nonetheless hey 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 I've got one sexy one. Oh, okay <laughs> Um, my recs for the week are a book, The Couple Upstairs by Holly Wainwright. She is, no wait, she's not British. Um, she works for, for Mamma Mia. Um, so she's a writer, but she's yeah written a bunch of books. And I, I listened to this in audiobook form though on Audible and I really enjoyed mm. that. You know, like I feel like with audi- audio audiobooks for me, it has to be like a really specific type of like voice and like vibe like I just can't get into it if it's like not mm. I just don't like vibe with the voice or whatever um but I really liked this one like burn through it um so I just yeah it was a good book like just easy reading kind of vibes you know um well not reading because I listened but anyway um I have a restaurant recommendation because I took Rachel to Ho Chi Mama for the first time and that turned out to be a hit so now I've got another yeah. rec for you Rach oh exciting um daughter-in-law it's right near Ho Chi Mama in the city it's in Melbourne so sorry to anyone who's not in Melbourne but um it's like a modern fusion Indian restaurant oh. and the interior is like so pretty yeah. Covered in flowers and it's like a red light. Um, like it's just red light everywhere. And there's like booths and like velvet lined cushion chairs and stuff. And the food is so good. And they've got like fun cocktails. So it's like kinda like similar vibes to Hochi Mama in that way. Yeah. Um, but Indian food. So I oh, highly recommend. Like, I thought this was gonna be I think I got confused with Smith and Dorna. The yeah, no, 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 different, 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 oh, very different. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So I've been there twice now. I went to celebrate um, this p- time that I went this time was to celebrate my one year in business. So that was exciting. Um, so yeah, I would recommend eating there if anyone has eaten there. But you, it's one of those places where, like, if you want to go on a Friday, Saturday night, you go to book like yeah. weeks in advance. I went on a Sunday night and it was still full, like, packed. So yeah, yeah. Anyway. And then my last recommendation, slightly sexier recommendation, uh, is watching Minx on Stan. Have you watched this? No, I don't have Stan. Oh, so anyway, this is great. I'm on to the second season. There's two seasons. I think season two is like coming out right now. But basically, it's got the guy who plays Nick Miller in New Girl in it. Oh, yeah. I am obsessed with him, Jake Johnson. Mm. He's in it. And it's about, it's set in the 70s, and it's about a <clears throat> woman who wants to start a feminist magazine. Obviously, in the 70s, that's like quite unprecedented. And like, she's pitching it to all these publishing companies, and nobody wants to buy of it. Mm. And then this Nick Miller, uh, the Nick Miller guy, he um, he runs a publishing company for porn magazines. But obviously, porn magazines then were just like of naked women. Yeah. And so he was like, okay, how about we do this feminist magazine? But the cover and the centerfold, it's like a nude man like photo shoot, and it's like on the cover to like entice women into read it, and then it's mm. like feminist. Um, so it's like about like the trials and tribulations of trying to like get that started and all the hurdles they have to go through. Mm. Um. Never seen so many dicks in a TV show in my life. You know how, like, in TV shows they just don't show dicks? Like, it's always just boobs or, like, bums or whatever. Yeah. So many dicks in this. Like, that's not – That's not. I'm not saying that's a good thing, obviously. Like, I'm like – this is like – like, but it's just like <laughs> – it's wild. I'm like, yeah. it's, like, very obviously different, like, not something you're used to seeing. Literally, but it's, yeah. it's funny. It's clever. I. It's a great show, honestly. It's so good. Um, so I would highly recommend that on Stan. 
Oh, so I have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, I don't have Stan at the moment. It's too many straining services. Um, what are your extra week, Rach? I have a TV show and a book. Uh, TV show I want to recommend is The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. Oh, my God, I've seen on... this advertised everywhere at the moment. Yeah, so it's on Amazon. Um, it's really good. Yeah, it's um, it's Australian, but it's good. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of Australian things are pretty bad, as I've said many times. Um, yeah, how would you describe the premise? I don't know. It's about this, like, girl who's... Um, her parents, like, die in a fire and then she goes and lives with her grandma and her grandma run, runs this flower farm that is also doubles up as a refuge for pe- women who are victims of domestic violence oh. to, like, hide from yeah. their partners. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's good. It's, it comes out week by week, which is kind of annoying. It comes out on <laughs> Friday. But, yeah, no, I've been watching that. Um, yeah, yes. it's cool. It's, it's yeah, well-written, interesting, nice. interesting premise. Um, and then my book is I read The Rachel Incident. Um, oh, you read it. <laughs> I did read it. Yeah, I didn't want to because the main character is Rachel. Yeah. Thoughts? You liked it then, clearly, if you recommended it? Yeah, them? yeah. No, actually, I did like it. I thought I wouldn't because I feel like it's kind of misleading because it's it makes it – because all these people were saying it's like, oh, similar to Sally Rooney because it's Irish. But oh. It's nothing like Sally oh, Rooney. okay. Sa- I don't like Sally Rooney. <laughs> um, I think her books are incredibly boring and self-centred. <laughs> um, Hopefully she's not listening to our podcast. <laughs> I'll tell her to her face. <laughs> I literally – there's so many books that are just like, oh, this is Sally Rooney because it has like a female protagonist who's like <laughs> at university in Europe at some point. I'm like – no. Um, Whoa. Yeah, no, it, it's actually, like, funny and interesting. And it's not – because the, the premise makes it seem like it's, like, having an affair with a professor. There's a lot, cause a lot of books that have, mm. like, affairs with professors. Mm. And I don't like that. I don't like reading affairs. But it's not about that. Um, it's set in, like, Ireland in, like, 2010. And it's kind of about, like, the recession going on. And, like, yeah. there's stuff about, like, getting an abortion in Ireland. Yeah. Things like that. Like, the kind of cultural stuff's quite interesting. Um, and it was funny. It was well written. Nice. I, I recommend. Cool. All right. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. All right. Well, that is everything for today. Yeah. That's our sex episode. We hope you enjoyed it. hope it was very sexy and you're all titillated. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell us if you are. That's no, disgusting. please. Please don't. <laughs> Horny bastard. Go and <laughs> cleanse yourself. <laughs> uh, but if you're the guest on our next episode, you have to bring your sex tips. Yeah. No, please don't. <laughs> I don't want to know. (laughs) Uh, All right. Bye. Bye. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which we have recorded this podcast on today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We want to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. Sovereignty was never ceded.